and Sex and Sensuality, the podcast, where we speak what your dirty mind thinks. We are here every Monday night at 9 p.m. chatting about tantalizing topics that most won't dare say aloud. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Sex and Sensuality podcast, where we speak what your dirty mind thinks. My name is Mika Nicole, and I am your host. I have my lovely co-host, Miss Gigi. How you doing, girl? Hello, girl. Hey. Hi, it's so good to see you. How are you doing? I am good. And you? I am doing so well. I'm so excited about this show today. We are streaming live on our show. I'm so excited. Yes, yes, yes. So, guys, um, we are recording our show live today. So, we do want your interaction. Join us, talk to us. Let us know what you think. Today, we're talking about being sexually deprived Mm. in your relationship and how does that affect you? We have a few questions that we're going to answer today based on that topic. And so our first thing that we're going to discuss is our little juicy topic of the day. So our juicy, huh? I said, oh, yes, girl, that was this one is something else. Yes, it is. We were we know guys that we were supposed to be here at five o'clock, but we were trying to get our stream yard together. Normally when we're doing our lives, it's really quick and easy, but we just had a few little mishaps today. So we thank y'all for being patient and we hope that you all chime in as much as possible. We can see your comments. So we want to hear them. So, okay, so today we're going to talk about what I said, being sexually deprived in your relationship and our juicy topic of the day. So this juicy topic of today is this lady was talking about how she has two vaginas. She was talking about it on, it was a story posted about her on IG. So she says that she is a, she uses, well, she used one part of her, one of her vaginas for work sex work and in the other part of her vagina for her intimate relationship well she ended up getting pregnant had a baby she decided that you know she no longer wants to do the sex work piece of it but she now she only does only fans she has a whole only fan site she says she makes over i think she said about what did she say, Janelle? How much money she makes on OnlyFans? Seventy-something thousand dollars. Yeah, seven thousand dollars a month on her OnlyFans. Dollars a month, yes. Oh, seventy-five thousand a month on her OnlyFans because uh-huh. of her two vaginas. So she does have a condition. It's called uterus delphis. It's when you have two vaginas and you also have two uterus. So she actually has two cycles one cycle from each vagina. She has to use two tampons because she has her period is simultaneous. So this is a real health uh, health um, matter, but it was just very interesting that she was talking about how she uses her, you know, part one part of her vagina for sex work, the other, well, one vagina for sex work and the other pledge for her, you know, her spouse. Very interesting story. So I figured that would be a good, segue into our topic of today. (laughs) Any thoughts, Janelle? 
Well, the story, when I read it, I was like, I don't know. Like, first of all, who wants to have a cycle once, five days, five, 10 days, and then you have to double up because she has an issue with both? That was a lot. And then hearing that she had the one baby out of one uterus and now planning to have another baby out of the other one. I also don't know how her husband, you know, now how he felt about the whole process, you know, with who she was, you know, physically and then her being a sex worker in the beginning and now also, you know, streaming her income through OnlyFans. It would be interesting to hear his side and how he felt about that. That was what my question was. Yeah, I think that is something else altogether. I don't know. Of course, we don't know how he like you said, we don't we don't know how he felt about it. I would like to know, of course, if we could have yeah. a conversation with him. But obviously, he didn't care if she was able to do it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it didn't bother him because he ended up having a baby with her. And now they're planning on having another baby. So who knows? You know, interesting story. Definitely. Definitely interesting story. OK, so let's move on to our first question First, have you been in a situation where you are in a relationship and maybe you've gotten married and things probably changed or whatnot? You just never know. Something could have changed. Like you probably had a healthy, healthy sex life. And then later on, all of a sudden now your sex life isn't as healthy as you would want it to be. What do you do about it? What have you done about it? I know for me, it would be very hard. I I feel like I have a high sex drive. So I enjoy feeling close to my partner sexually. It makes me feel good, you know, to know that my partner wants to make love to me and desires me. So, you know, when we, I'm not going to say like we just like some rabbits because we're not. But (laughs) if we're having like a lull in our sex life, it gets kind of hard for me, you know, because... I'm I'm the type of person, you know, it doesn't take much. I could just go, go, go. Even if we didn't had an argument, I'm good. Give me about five <laughs> ten minutes. I'm fine. Because to me, I don't I don't look at arguments the same way everybody else do. I don't say it my piece. I'm done. I'm letting it go. So mm-hmm. I can have sex. You know what I mean? In the next 20 minutes. I'm good. <laughs> And a lot of people wish they could have that. Other people, you know, we hold on to grudges, honey. You'd be like, nah, I ain't talking to you. Go weeks at a time. So that's good. I wish I could work that way. No, I don't I, I don't hold on to grudges. Um, I just don't feel like it's necessary. I really don't. If if I feel like you should be able to talk your piece, both of you say your thing, then once you say it, Y'all come up with your solution and it needs to be done. Like, I don't feel like we need to hold on to it. I don't want to hold on to it. I want to let it go. It's uncomfortable to me. And But a lot of people, you know, especially women, you know, we associate sex with our emotion and how we are feeling emotionally. So a lot of folks, if they're upset, they are not, they're definitely not trying to have sex, mm-hmm. you know, after an argument. So any thoughts? Yeah. So for me, like I said, I I don't want to say I hold on a grudge. I like to say what I need to say. Yeah. I just don't know. For me, I would be able to just get back into the groove and and do it. It's probably good. That's what they say. Right. You know, make up sex. Right. I guess there's your, your time of being able to jump in and 
have your connection, reconnect, get past whatever the issues are. So for me, when people are in a relationship and they're married, does your the lower sex drive? I've had my low, you know, in moments because I might have not been feeling well or some medical situation. Children is a factor. You know, we are homemakers. So as you said, being, being emotional, we're always in our heads about what needs to be done and what we need to take care of. And I don't know, sometimes sex goes to the back burner and it really shouldn't because it's very important in keeping the connection between you and your partner together. But I think we yeah. let that, we let it go more, probably more easier than we should. We need to fight for it like we do anything else in our relationship. I do. I do definitely agree with that. So I think, so the first question is, how do we maintain pleasure when our partner has a lower sex drive? And some of the things that we have talked about was making sure that intimacy in that relationship is on par because intimacy is separate than sex, right? So intimacy is that being able, you have emotion. So you have five different, six different levels of intimacy. So you have emotional, physical, they say political, but it's really like intellectual. And I'll get into that in a second. And then you have um, spiritual, financial, and then of course, sexual. So mm-hmm. emotional is being able to connect with your partner emotionally, being able to take care of each other's emotional needs. And that is a part of intimacy, like being able to have those long talks at night. You know, sometimes if your partner has a low sex drive and, you, and you're and you not being able to connect with them sexually, maybe being able to connect with them emotionally at night, having those long conversations, cuddling up with your partner physically, physical, of course, it's like physical touch, kissing, hugging. Those types of things help. I know for me, those types of things, they definitely help, but they also don't help. <laughs> because I'm, I'm going to tell you, girl, because it's just going to make me want to have sex even more. So. <laughs> but it, it's good to be able to cuddle with your partner, you know, maybe sit there and watch a movie together and maybe y'all fall asleep, cuddle up. And, you know, the sex is all, it's not as, at the forefront of your mind. Then you have spiritual intimacy. Some people really, really, really put spiritual intimacy above sexual intimacy. Like people who are like into yoga and into like meditation and all those other forms of spirituality and where they pray together and do things spiritually together to them, that's like their souls connecting. And then of course you got financial intimacy, uh, financial int- oh and back to physical also with physical intimacy you have like going out and maybe doing physical things together like bowling bike riding something physical together that helps bring you close can make you feel just as close to your spouse and then oh, of course or exercising so financial intimacy is being able to budget well and those types of things intellectual intimacy being able to talk to each other about have healthy debates share ideas, share plans for the future. Those types of things really, really, really can help as well when it comes to physical intimacy. What you were saying was true. You know, even taking time to give each other a massage, right? That can lead to a very pleasurable sexual night. And you got a beautiful massage from your partner, you know, going and eating each other fruits and all of those things matter. And it's what what we always say, especially with women, is 
the foreplay is important for us, right? So start early in the morning with the phone calls. Start with just sending some sexy text messages to your partner, you know, get them excited about what could happen tonight. Those things are- Who, the person with the lower sex drive or the who are you talking about? The person with the highest sex drive, if for some reason they feel like their partner is lower, if you prepare them, that might, you know, in your mind, because we're all up in our mind and what, what and how we move in our body sexually. So if you can do that, if you know that your partner has a lower sex drive or going through some, start with getting them ready earlier in the morning. So trying to do something to get their engines revving up. So by the evening, I get it. And Tamara says a massage always leads to some fun. It does. (laughs) You know, sometimes having a massage can lead to your partner wanting to do a little bit more with you. You just never know what may happen. Some of the other things that you could do if you have a lower sex drive is you want to make sure, make having a satisfying sexual relationship, you want to make that a priority in your life. So if you make that a priority in your life, then you're going to do the things necessary for your sex drives to increase a little bit or to increase your libido a little bit. So that may be going to the doctor, trying to figure out what is going on with your libido. Why do you have a lower sex drive right now? Or doing some of the things that you even just said, Janelle, making more of an effort of being able, like, I think if you have a lower, you know you have a lower sex drive, maybe you need to make some effort in sending some sexy text messages. Or maybe going, doing, like, if you're a female, maybe go and get a boudoir shoot done. Something Mm -hmm. that can help rev your own engine, you know, buy some lingerie, you know, or whatnot. Do something to... Let your partner know that, hey, this is an issue that I'm actually working on. I'm trying my best. Maybe go see a sex therapist. That can help because you just never know. Make sure you are caring about your spouse's feelings. Talking to your spouse about how they feel about the fact that y'all are not having sex. Don't just get mad at your spouse when your spouse becomes upset because it is disappointing when especially if your spouse has tried to come on to you and then you're like no 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 maybe be a little bit more gentle maybe say something like you know what baby tonight i'm not in the mood but next time let's try again tomorrow let's cuddle you know well what if we just try to watch a movie or you know what let me give you a massage let me do something physical to you so maybe at least that can help you feel good or whatnot so it's We both have to make some effort. I think the person who's on the other end with the partner that has the lower sex drive, the partner that has the higher sex drive, you know, being patient makes Mm -hmm. a really big difference. And it it can't be a constant, well, babe, I want to have sex. I want to have sex. Oh, you're not pleasing me. It needs to be something where you are, you're being as gentle and patient as possible. Right. And create, so that you can have that, healthy conversation with your partner. You don't want your partner to feel ashamed because when the shame come in, then you're definitely not talking about it. And then exactly. you have guilt that comes in. So then it's just now you're focused on something else altogether. So just being able to be patient, understanding and loving towards each other through the process. What was our next question, Janelle? Our next question is... Does your partner have an obligation to sexually please you even if he or she isn't in the mood. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) (laughs) I think our partner does have an obligation to please us. I feel like when you're married to someone, 
you have taken on the responsibility of sexually pleasing your partner, of making sure all those different areas of intimacy that they are actually fulfilled. You're taking care of, you're taking care of the emotional intimacy in that relationship, the physical, the sexual, the spiritual, the financial, all those levels of intimacy are being taken care of. I feel like we both have that responsibility in the relationship. What are your thoughts? Yes, I believe we all have to be responsible for our relationship. So as a married couple, sex is very, very important. So uh, do are they obligated to keep him moving? Yes, as well as I am as well, right? So if for some reason you feel as if, like you said, we're struggling in that area, right? And someone's sex drive is low. Well, keep the lines of communication open. You need to be making sure I understand where you're coming from, what's going on, yeah. so we figure it out together. Because one week could turn into a month, we could turn into a year. And as you're doing that, you're actually building a bridge between you You're without yeah. you realizing it, that your relationship will start falling apart because one person is going to start feeling isolated or feeling I'm not good enough. I don't look good enough. Maybe if they put on a few, maybe it's the way I'm looking, the way I'm, you know, how you and then you're all up in your head, which can now cause you to go into other issues or concerns. So making sure you're keeping that line of communication open. Yes. I agree. I totally agree. Like you definitely have to communicate. I do feel like we are responsible for each other. We're responsible for each other as a couple and we're responsible for ourselves. So we need to be able to communicate to a partner like, hey, babe, you know, I haven't been feeling as sexy as I used to. You know, I don't want to have sex. Maybe I don't feel desirable, whatever. So you need to have those conversations with your partner so your partner can know what to do. Like no one knows what to do until you tell them. So it's like if you're not feeling as desired as you used to, maybe your partner can start amping up, you know, how the romance or something right. in the relationship, or maybe she's coming to bed now in a t-shirt and panties that aren't sexy, <laughs> you know, and it's like, you're turned off. So maybe that's the reason why you're not having sex, but you got to be able to tell your partner something. So your partner can actually correct that mistake and then work on it. Or if it's just like, I just don't want to have sex. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to have sex. Tell the truth. You got to tell the truth so your partner can, y'all can figure out a solution together. Because now you have an apart, a partner that's feeling abandoned, that's mm-hmm. not feeling desired, that's not feeling wanted. They don't feel like their needs are being met. When they try to talk to you about it, you're not open to talking about it because you feel ashamed or hurt or scared or whatever. And now you're at a place where now y'all at a place where y'all at an impasse and you don't even know how to get through it. So, of course, that leads to what? Cheating sometimes or it leads to emotional abandonment because the person that's feeling sexually abandoned, now they're pulling away emotionally uh-huh. from you. So I feel like there is an obligation. Tamara said it's so important. It's it's about making our spouse feel desired. I want to always show my husband that I want him. His love language is touch. So lately I've been purposeful in touching since I'm acts of service in QT. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Love language makes a difference. Some people, and you know what? We go into relationships sometimes not knowing our partner's love language. Oh, yeah, and, all the time. Yeah, and then, but when we learn it, though, that's like your little blueprint to give mm-hmm. your partner what you need. And I know when I, was, when I was with my ex, I was thinking I was doing everything right. 
but I wasn't. And she would tell me, she's like, Mika, you are not loving me the way I want to be loved. You're loving me the way you think I want to be loved. Wow. I was like, oh, man, I wasn't even thinking about it in that way. So I, in my now relationship, we learn each other's love language. And both of us are physical touch and quality time. So we try our best to give each other quality time. We try our best to hug each other, kiss each other, even when we're mad, because we want to make sure we're doing our best to take care of each other as a couple. But so it definitely makes a a big difference. Tamara, thank you for saying that. Yes, thank you. So our next question is, can you maintain a healthy relationship without sex? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you can. You can takes a lot of work because I guess it goes back to all the things that you said, the financial, the emotional, those are all the things because when we go into a relationship, right? It's not all, first of all, shouldn't be built on sex. It should be built on respect and love for one another. And then together you're building a future, right? So if sex is not there, if for some reason medically it's you're not able to, or physically you're not able to, well, you have so many other ways, right? Because now you've you've built this relationship, you've built this friendship, and you know that y'all are working on the same goals together. So it, we're back to the intimacy, right? Because you have the loving and the hugging and the touching and the kissing, always showing your partner that that's important. Spending those moments together is important, doing things together. So yes, you can have a quality relationship without well, sex. So Tamara said no. Why you say <laughs> no, girl? Write, write us and tell us why you said no. Why you're doing that, I'm just going to share my opinion. So my opinion is this. I feel like you can if y'all are both on the same page. Some people put sexual intimacy above everything else that's their number one so if you're a person that puts sexual intimacy up here but your partner puts sexual intimacy down here no i don't think you're going to be able to maintain a healthy relationship because that person that puts it up here is going to always feel deprived and they're going to always feel like they have to fight to have a healthy sex life with their partner do you know what i mean Right. So I yeah. don't feel like you can put those two at the, you know, I, I just don't feel like you can. Now, with when it comes to both partners being on the same page about sex, because it's so partners that they're like, sex is just not that important to us. Right. They can go a year and not have sex and, and be fine and have a healthy, happy relationship with each other. But other people may not be able to do that. You know, they can't go that long without having sex with each other. They need to. They want to have sex. So I feel like, no, you can't if you're not on the same page. If you are on the same page, yes, you can have a healthy relationship without sex. We can move on to the last question. So our last question is the lesbian deathbed. Oh, my (laughs) Lord. Deathbed. So, oh, she said, I'm just playing. I feel like we have to be super in sync. We are ready to fight each other. We aren't kind. But as soon as we get to praising with that great sex, oh, we are loving life. We communicate well sexually, and that would be hard. 
I get it, girl. But yeah. it's like, you know, sometimes, you know, it is, again, just like she said, she's saying, like, she feel like they have to be in sync. You know, you have to be super in sync. And I agree, you have to be in sync, whether in sync or not having sex or in sync on having sex. And and it's like, what do you do? What do you do when you're in a relationship where your partner doesn't want to have sex? We'll we'll get to that last minute deathbed later. That could be a whole nother conversation. But what do you do if you're in a relationship with someone who doesn't want to have sex or who has a lower sex drive? And it may not even be medical. It just may be they just, you know, sex is not that as important to them as it is to you. What do you do? How do you handle that? Well, I guess you, it's hard. It's, it would be hard, but you have toys, right? So well, you have toys, but how long do you, how long do you, you keep using this, this vibrator hoping to, you know, hoping your partner, because physical touch Outside of just normal physical touch, it's so physical touch overall is so necessary, right? But when you're in love with somebody, you want to show them how much you're in love with them from the inside out. And that's your set. That's that's when you make love. You know, that's when you're having sex with them. You're showing them ultimately how much you love them, how much you care about them. And you want to feel that closeness. Right. So maybe you can do toys together. Maybe, maybe. that will something that could spark right maybe the other person isn't in the mood like you said right at that moment but this yeah. would be something maybe you do and you lay on the bed and you please yourself and your partner comes in and you know they're coming home and that might be something to spark both of you right so yeah. you have to come up with some creative methods um yeah i agree creative something creative that that can help you both get on the same page sexually right. with each other. I do yeah. agree with that. Tamara said he needs that touch. It makes him feel loved most. I have to touch him even when I'm so tired. Now, Tamara, come on now. It don't take much to touch somebody. You can still hug on your spouse when you're tired. You can always lay a hand on him. You can always, <laughs> even if you're tired. You can cuddle up with him. Like he could be little spoon. You could be big spoon. You cuddle up with him and relax together. Girl, stop it. That's <laughs> hard now. Now, let's see some. Wait, he wants to touch the insides. Oh. <laughs> she said, I'm not talking about a hand, girl. <laughs> girl, no. Even when you're tired. Well, I think this now, I think that we all have the right to say yes or no. Right. So if you're tired, you're just tired. Your partner has to be able to respect that. She says, ain't no cuddling without him trying to stick that tip in. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Y'all, this is that's. She's so funny. <laughs> I think that, you know, if you're tired, there's a difference. I'm tired. I don't want to tonight. Other than I just don't want to have sex with you. You know what right. I'm saying? It's a big difference. And I think that when you're feeling tired, your partner needs to respect that. I feel tired. But, you know, we've grown up in a society where women feel obligated to please their partners. When it comes to what she just said, even when I'm tired, I feel like I got to do it. It's like, no, if you're tired, if you're exhausted, you should be able to have that no. Now, should that be your excuse every night? No. <laughs> no, that shouldn't be your excuse every night. 
But when you're feeling tired and you're truly tired, then yes, you know, and we talked earlier too about scheduling sex. Do you remember that, Gigi? Yes, a, a couple that I know, they said that they actually put it on their schedule. And it's they said they did that because they know that life can take over. And we know that, you know, like you said, mm-hmm. you get tired, you go to work, you come home, you feed the kids or you take out the dog, you clean the house, washing the laundry. And next thing you know, it's 10 o'clock at night and you've promised your significant other we're going to have quality time. And now you're exhausted. But yeah. so scheduling, I guess, for some people works. For them, it's work. They've been together a very long time. and for others, it may not, you know, because some yeah. of our rules could be off and it's not going, but you need to fit it into, I don't want to use the word fit. It shouldn't feel like a chore, but it's important. It is important. It but is I- important. I think it needs to be scheduled in sometimes when you, especially when you have kids, you, and you're right, we, life gets in the way. We're going to work every day. We're coming home, trying to clean the house, trying to take care of the baby. A lot of us now we're working from home and we don't even have that separation anymore. So it's like you may have to schedule it and say, hey, I need to schedule sex today. So <laughs> and it may have to be every Sunday night. That's when we get right. together and have our sex because normally on Sundays we don't do as much. So we're not as tired. You know, we're not as exhausted. Or every Saturday night, that's when we'll have sex. It is possible that it's necessary for some couples and I agree with it Tamara said we penciled it in too because it's not feasible with little babies so I love that idea I agree it's not feasible with little babies most of the time well guys I think this has been a very good discussion I thank you all for joining us please make sure you're watching the replay and then listen to the podcast this will be uploaded on sex and sensuality the podcast you can find us on Spotify as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're on really all of the major podcast platforms. The show will air on Monday night at 9 p.m. This exact show. So hopefully you all, if you didn't get a chance to watch the broadcast today, at least listen to the podcast. Make sure you are following us. Janelle, anything you want to say before we wrap up? Look, everybody. When your partner, take the time, go buy some sexy lingerie. We coming into February. So, you know, many babies are going to be created this month. Have you know. <laughs> Well, make sure you are taking the time to really make your sex life important, especially if it's important to your partner. Do the things that you have to do, whether it's going to the doctor, whether it's taking some pills, whether it's checking your hormone levels, something so that you can help this relationship, help help your partner feel just as desired as you would want to feel. Thank you, Tamara, for joining us and and commenting. We really appreciate it. I hope you all have a good evening. Talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Sex and Sensuality, the podcast.